Welcome to the Chamber Vibes Podcast with your host, Brittany Timmons, the Greater Guthrie Chamber of Commerce CEO and President. In this podcast, you will hear from local guests who will discuss topics such as leadership, small business, and our vibrant community. You'll also hear success stories and tips from amazing local businesses, dive into important news, meet community leaders, and find out how you can get involved in our community. From the second Banana Media Studios in beautiful and historic downtown Guthrie, America, here is Brittany Timmons. everyone welcome back for another episode of chamber vibes today i have my friend troy jenkins the current president of the guthrie noon lions club on so how are you doing today i'm very well thank you yourself good i'm doing doing well doing well yes so this might be my last podcast of 23 which is crazy we'll see i think so though so you should feel I, Special I'm, honor. No. I feel <laughs> Just full of privilege full, today. There you go. Yes. Okay, so you're currently serving as the president of the Guthrie Noon Lions Club, which you and I were talking um, before we started recording here that the Lions Club's been around for a minute here yep. in Guthrie. So, yeah. Yeah, the Lions Club uh, in Guthrie, I believe, has been around since 1919. Wow. Uh, Lions in general have been around since 1917, so okay. we were actually a very early club. New cl- yeah, right. But 104 years of service to the community, that's so that's amazing. pretty exciting. Right, and there's never been a year that's lapsed, that we, I mean, that you no, know of. Like, been there's been the members the whole time, right. Yep. And so, and some of the members have been in for a long time. Yeah. Current um, members have I been serving a long time. I think we just had a 65-year membership pin, but I can't remember who that was for. But That's it was okay. Recently. I didn't ask you to do yeah. all that homework before. But, no, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. So let's just dive in and talk about Lions Club and what is the Lions Club because we, we have several great <clears throat> civic organizations, which I hope to get a representative from all of them on the show because um, we have so many new businesses, so many new families moving into the community new chamber investors. I mean, there's, and there's ways that people can get plugged in. And this is one of those ways that they can do that is by serving in a club like Lions Club. So talk about what is Lions. Okay. Well, Lions started in 1917 as uh, just a civic organization. A man named Melvin Jones is considered pretty much the, the founder. Um, They started out a bunch of businessmen getting together to try to do good in the community. Um, By the time they brought it to a national stage, they had their very first national convention in Texas in 1917, and he was from Illinois, and so Illinois became the first district. Texas was the second district since they hosted, but Oklahoma had the most representation there, so we became district three. Oh, wow. Okay. That's cool. We've been in existence. We have six, well, we had six founders clubs in the state. I don't really recall what we are now, but... Um, Lions has grown over the years to be the world's largest service organization with about 1.4 million members in roughly 200 countries. Wow. Um, we have been known the most for our eyesight. We mm-hmm. work with eyesight. Um, in one of our really early conventions in 1925, a fairly unknown woman named Helen Keller came and spoke to us. Right. We were looking for a national service identity, and she asked us to be her Knights for the Blind. Okay. And so that became one of our key roles Super throughout cool. the years. Yeah. Right. So eyesight, just about any community you go to, you'll see the drop boxes yep. for used eyeglasses. And um, how does that <clears throat> program work? So if somebody does <clears throat> drop off used glasses to that box, then what? So any of the used glasses that, that come into any of these boxes, they get taken down to our state office. 
Uh, they'll have a sorting party where they'll go through go through them all, and everything that is still usable will go to a facility in Texas where they will rebrand them. A good portion of them actually get sent overseas because there are some restrictions on using prescription eyeglasses, used prescription eyeglasses here. Having said that, as part of a disaster relief initiative here in Oklahoma, about 10 years ago, we actually met with the State Board of Optometrists and got permission to use uh, recycled eyeglasses for disaster relief. So if we have disaster relief and people um, lost their glasses in, say, a tornado or a fire or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be, as long as we have a professional on site, we, we purchased a couple of what are called focometers so we can do measurements on site and use prescription glasses. That's a program we still have not got up and running yet, but it is something we are working on So okay. for future disaster. So that's, that's kind cool. of one of the exciting And things. the Dropbox here in Guthrie is where? It is right in front of, in fact, it's just down this way. the block. Yes. Yeah, right in front of uh, Vision. Vision Source. Vision Source, yes. yes, thank you. Yes, yes, on the corner, which yep. is an appropriate spot for yes, it to be. absolutely. Yes, so, so people can donate there, and yep. then they yep. get sent to the state. Correct. Very cool. Um, another thing we do with eyesight at the local level is we, uh, and we work a lot with uh, Hope House for this, um, we basically will do free eye exams and free glasses for people in need that don't have other resources to get them. Um, so that's kind of our eyesight deal. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Because I knew I serve on the Lions uh, with Troy, but I did not, and I knew that um, the vision was a, was a big focus mm-hmm. and service of the Lions, but I didn't know that about Helen Keller, so yep. that's super cool. Knights of the yeah. Blind. Yeah, that's amazing. Yep. So what are some of the other things that Lions um, here in Guthrie has known to either have done in the past or currently doing? Well, there's three levels of Lions. There's national or international, sort of state, and then local. So internationally, aside from the vision, we do a lot with service to children, service to youth. We do a lot with disaster relief. We do a lot with um, diabetes is another big cause. We partnered with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation a number of years ago to really attack measles since it's been making a comeback. Um, On the state level here, we have two primary state projects. One is formerly the Oklahoma Lions Boys Ranch. It is now the Oklahoma Lions Meadows of Hope. And it is a foster care community in Perkins. And we've made some fantastic progress with that. Um, Just in the last 15 years, we transitioned from a C-level group home for boys uh, to this foster care community where we're able to keep sibling groups together. Um, The idea was basically to make the first stop in a foster environment the last. One of the problems in foster care in Oklahoma and really everywhere else is the number of placements. Uh, What we found is a C-level group home where you had to be 13 to enter it is the average number of placements our boys had before they got to us was 13, excuse me, 15, 15 placements before they got to us. Wow. Our record was 52. We were the 52nd placement for a young man. Um, And so... We made this transition about 15 years ago where we have right now five homes, I believe, and it's a volunteer family in each home that can have some of their own children as well, but they foster, they can adopt, and they're not forced to leave the, the, the place. It's set up a lot like Pepper's Ranch. Yes. We met with quite a bit yes. when we were setting this up. That's awesome. Uh, so I don't feel like we can have too many places like no, that. So uh, we actually partner at the chamber with Pepper's Ranch and Lions Meadows. Yeah, yeah. So... And it's, you know, Oklahoma has one of the largest uh, populations in foster care per capita of any state in the country. So uh, the other main state project we have is the Oklahoma Alliance Eye Bank, which um, has been around since the 50s. 
and basically every cornea that is donated in this state runs through our eye bank and is used for different procedures all around. So wow. um, again, going back to that service division. Mm-hmm. So. so when someone joins the Lions Club and they pay dues, a portion of their dues is going to service projects like these, correct? Um, in a manner of Plus speaking, there's fundraising that yeah, needs to be done. Yeah, fundraising is primarily right? the way. Okay. So tip, the dues themselves typically go towards just making sure uh, as, as Lions, we have the ability to have for our projects that we do, we have insurance and things and sure. cover things yeah like things that. to operate i yeah. mean it's a non-profit Correct. so yeah so i mean the funds are used just to operate and sustain and then and then you do fundraisers so Correct. um i know in the past the lions around guthrie have been known for selling some fr- the fruit yeah um yes and so what i know that the lions isn't currently doing something like that so what are some other fundraising um efforts that Lions are making right now? Uh, it varies from community to community. I think we're trying to find uh, sort of a new fundraising identity here. Uh, I'd like to see us find a project that we could do year after year, and I think we're looking for that right now. Mm-hmm. And in fact, our next meeting will be to discuss that and talk a little bit about what can we do to keep funding the programs we do. So the funds here in Guthrie, we've got some main projects we do locally. Mm-hmm. So we, we do scholarships for Guthrie High School students. We provide uh, or we have students of the month as well. Yes. Uh, we help out with United Way. We help out with um, Hope House. We've already talked about um, for, for chamber members. Yes. Uh, so there's a number of things we've tried to do here in the community, and I think we're always open to new ideas as well. Um, just this year we've started trying some new things where, as an example, we came out and worked the brunch on Noble. Yes. Uh, so there's a lot of Which things we Which they were super do. grateful. And that was a fantastic Yes, uh, those are great ways event. that the groups like Lions can yep. give back to the community. And it just takes a couple hours of time, yep. you know, so. So that, that's kind of the nice thing about an organization like this is we've got the flexibility to do what works locally, what's relevant in the community, and that kind of thing. Right. So. And um, you've served, like, so obviously you're president right now of Guthrie Noon Lions, but talk a little bit about your story as far as when you got involved with <coughs> Lions and your heart behind all of it and how long yeah. you've been with the organization. So I joined the Lions in Stillwater in 2001. So I've been a Lion for 22 years now. Um you know, they, they talk a lot, and this is any service organization, I think, the, when you truly become a lion is when you first get that warm, fuzzy feeling from a project that makes, you know, really makes you feel like, hey, we're doing something important. For me, that started with the Boys Ranch, when it was the Boys Ranch. I lived not too far from there. I used to go mentor them. Um, you know, I helped out with a lot of projects. I used to take some of the boys to wrestling matches at OSU every year. And uh, the director there, who's a fantastic guy that I've known for 20 years now, Brian Larison, he does a great job, and he and I have been friends. Um, At one point, I even uh, took two years off to run the service foundation here in the state, where that's the fundraising arm for the Lions of Oklahoma. And Brian and I did trips all around the state, like two or three day swings through the southeast, the southwest, the north. West. And that's just giving your personal time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, you have a full time job. Well, at this so, time I yeah. did not. This was okay. actually, I worked for so the you foundation. Took time. Oh, I, got I, yeah. I took okay. over the executive So director. you did this as your yes. work, but still serving. And okay. Then I okay. came back that to the, the real world. And, yeah. uh, but uh, still, anyway. That's amazing. Yeah. So that was kind of what really got me involved. Um, I was, you know, and Stillwater was a very active club, and we did a number of fundraisers and service projects throughout the years, and I was very involved with all of them. And really enjoyed it. But I think where I really got dug in was um, after the 2013 tornadoes. I had just become involved with disaster relief, which is also one of our main 
for uh, services internationally, and I became the state chair of disaster relief in 2013 with the tornadoes. Typically, money that goes for Alliance Clubs International Foundation is not generally earmarked for many things, but the more tornadoes were so devastating that they earmarked uh, quite a bit of funds. So we applied initially for some emergency grants, which we can do as district governors in different areas. And uh, before it was all done, we ended up with a major catastrophe grant. And we spent, we've spent uh, about a week at Kearney, and then we went down to Moore for about three weeks. We used our, we used to have a mobile health screening unit. We used it as a command center and got out in the community, helped out where we could. But ultimately, through our international foundation, we ended up with close to three quarters of a million dollars here for long-term recovery, uh, you know, immediate needs, and then long-term recovery. And it took about five years to spend all of that, but we did. Um, we got really involved with a lot of projects with uh, elementary schools and more that were destroyed. Right. We, we did projects with both of them. Uh, we did a lot with the Votech out in the Canadian Valley Votech. Uh, we rebuilt, we funded two of the safe rooms when they rebuilt the school. Um, and there were other projects like planting trees and more. We did a group called Camp Noah that does it's sort of a camp for victims of disasters that they'll go and set up in different areas to try to help kids cope. And, you know, this was obviously a big one, especially with some of the, the things that happened with the elementary schools. There were a lot of kids who were pretty traumatized. Mm-hmm. Um, I still remember going to Briarwood uh, Elementary when they were in their temporary location. We funded their rebuilding of their music department uh, through our the funds that we got from international. We spent about... I don't know, twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars to get them new instruments and come in. And I sat through on a class, and the teacher had been in her first year at Briarwood, and she mentioned that even now in this this temporary location, they were in a large church. When the air conditioners would kick on, some of the kids would still duck and cover because it sounded like something was coming and hitting the school. And you realize how impactful some of these things are, and the ways that we can help and get people back to normal. And that right. was just a fantastic feeling. So right, and then locally, you know, talking about things like that that you've done across the state, locally, and just recently, yeah, um, earlier fire. this spring, yes, Lions Club um, helped victims of the Simpson Road fire. And so, talk about the efforts and things that <clears throat> um, our club locally were able to do. Yeah, so we, uh, you know, some of the response that we did here, we tr- we tried a couple things. We put together packages for folks that needed them. Um, a lot of it was just immediate need items, and that's a lot of people don't think about that. But when something like that comes through, folks are looking for a place or a way to gather up their belongings while right. they're cleaning through their items. So it was cleaning supplies, it was toiletries, it was uh, bins to put their items in, and, and we were able to go and pick up a bunch of that and. Actually, uh, I got to meet your daughter when we did that because we staged it yes. in uh, the chamber. Yes, Aubrey put helped together put the kids packages, together. So, so that was yep. pretty awesome. Yep. But, um, you know, I think uh, in the future we'll probably try some different things. If You know, it's one of those things you hope you never have to serve exactly. for disasters, but when they happen, I right. think we'll but be But clubs like prepared. ours, you know, were yeah. able to, yeah. to step up and help. And yeah. so, and we got some funding from the state level, right, with Lions. It was international. International this is also level, through okay. The, so when I mentioned that before, that's one of the things for our international foundation. Okay. When there is a, an event that affects at least 100 members of the community right. or 100 people in the community, um, that's where we can get that $10,000 emergency grant to help with immediate needs. And that's what we received. Yes. 
Yeah, so you just, it, is it something as you as president? I know obviously you're super in tune just because of your past working with the foundation yeah. and things like that, but is it something you just quickly apply for? It actually has to be, so we've got different levels, uh, district governor, got three districts in the state and the district governor for our district who is out of the Ponca City Club she had to apply for it okay um, but it seemed like it no, they turned it around really quickly that was before the year so Derek McCubbin out of the Stillwater Club was district governor yes, yes. so it usually goes pretty fast yeah because it seemed like I mean it was within a matter of a couple of weeks after yeah. the fire that you know Lions was able to step up so those are just some of the ways um, locally and then like you mentioned the scholarships the student of the week mm -hmm. um, you know uh, one thing I love about being involved with Lions is you guys are really good about having different programs and so you bring in other business owners you know event coordinators um, other nonprofits you know things like that to come in and speak to the club so that you can hear about ways that maybe Lions can partner with them, or maybe it's just a general, you know, information yeah. lunch, you know, where you learn something new, you know, about somebody or their business or organization. So I just, I think that's really cool yeah, um, it's about the meetings. Sure. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So if somebody wants to get involved with Lions, which uh, <clears throat> we're meeting new members, right? We would so. love to have some members. <laughs> we're, definitely, uh, yes. we're definitely working toward that. And uh, Brittany and I are working on membership. Yes. Um, yeah, just contact me. Um, yeah, we've got forms at the chamber office as well. Um, but what does that look like if somebody's like, I'm clueless, but I want to get involved? And what do they need to do and how much and things like that? Well, we always meet the first and third Fridays. Right now we meet at the Pizza Hut um, in the back room. So if you want to come by and check us out, just come by at noon and uh, you can see what we're doing, what we're talking about. If you want to just call me, I think we're going to put our website and everything, our Facebook page up. Yep. You can we do have a Facebook page, Guthrie Facebook. New Lions Club, and follow us there. Um, just reach out. Uh, <laughs> there's another organization used to always say, if you want to be one, ask one. So we'll kind of adopt that there as well. Go. If you know anyone that's a lion, ask them what they do. And right. I think, uh, you know, that's the biggest thing. We're it, It's a fantastic organization definitely need a little revitalization here in Guthrie, which is happening with a lot of service yeah, clubs. And that's okay. Yeah. Like I said, like I mentioned, there's a ton of new people here and new families and new businesses, and maybe they don't even know, you yeah. know, how to get involved. And this is one of those ways that they can. And it's not super time consuming. No. I mean, an hour, so two hours a month, you know, for meetings. And then obviously if we have some other service, um, projects, service projects, then we, we usually do a sign up and you can sign up and don't have to attend everything. Right. Um, you know, just do what you can. So That's what it. are the dues? I know dues I might've put you on the spot. $26 with that. a quarter. So okay. $104 a year. There you go. And that keeps you an active Lions member and yes. allows you to come to meetings, be listed and all of that. Yeah. So. And I believe, and uh, there's a breakdown of a, a spouse, Okay. Uh, two spouses join. I know there's a break for the second one. I can't remember what it is off the okay. top of my head. So love to get some more uh, husband-wife teams involved. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see us do more family events as well. And so, okay. um, yeah, very exciting. Yeah, it's a great, great organization. And like Troy said, it's been here a long time. Very important part of Guthrie. Um, just uh, need need you. We need you to help serve and, and to be involved. So, and your business, lots of businesses join and then usually send a representative. Usually, yeah. Um, so a lot that's, of banks and that kind of thing. Right. Yes. So that's a lot, another way that our businesses can partner is by joining um, at, at the corporate level and then sending a representative um, yep, to, absolutely. to Lions. So, well, thank you for your service, not only here locally, but also what you've done at the state level. And I can tell, I know just if, you know, right when I met you off the bat, like how passionate you are about Lions and what Lions 
stands for and yeah. what all they do. And so thank you for your service Absolutely. Um, to, thank you to for Lions and, ho- and look forward to the future of Lions. Absolutely. So is there anything else you want to add that we might not have covered? Uh, nothing off the top of my head. Just reach out. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you have questions. Out. And like Troy said, it costs you nothing to come to a meeting and just come check us yeah, out. Yeah. Come check out the club and, and see how you can get involved. So, and what about scholarships? We did talk about those. Um, the high school students just need to get with their counselors, right? To get yes. that information. Correct. Okay. And I, I know we've got kind of an internal committee to go through and decide. I'm yep. sure the counselors probably are the ones that really kind of lean us towards kids yes. that are in need or, or deserving. Yes. But that's available funding. So mm-hmm. if you have a high school senior, Definitely encourage them to apply. Um, it's a great scholarship and given here locally. There's so. also a state scholarship named okay. after one of the three international presidents that came okay. from Oklahoma. Uh, it's the Eugene Briggs Scholarship. It's run through the Oklahoma City Community Foundation. Okay. And it's pretty sizable, but it's a pretty tough selection process. So. Yes. Well, still, we would yeah. encourage our Guthrie Bridges to go after go after those available funds. So. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. Thank you again for what you do. Look forward to the future of Lions. And again, get involved, ask questions, and see how you can serve the community, um, maybe through the Lions Club. So, all right, that's it. Thank you, Troy, for being my guest today. And we will catch everyone next time for Chamber Vibes. See you then. Thanks for listening to the Chamber Vibes podcast from Second Banana Media Studios in beautiful downtown Guthrie, America. Be sure and check out a new episode every other Monday. And until then, remember to choose Guthrie.